Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Captain Mickey has been guiding the Texas Gulf Coast waters for over 30 years and has won numerous national and local tournaments. Now, here's your host, Captain Mickey. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on this Saturday morning. I'm Captain Mickey Eastman. Producing the Outdoor Show this morning is Jace and... It is 6.03 here in the Bayou City. All right, let's head down south. Let's go to Corpus Christi and check in with our good friend, Captain Cliff Webb. Cliff, what is up? Oh, man. Good morning, Mickey. How you doing, buddy? It's good. Just had an incredible week on Big Trout again. God almighty, I'm, Mickey. I'm it's seeing just, all the photos down that way. <laughs> I was going to send you some. I said, no, nah, I'm, I'm just not going to do it, man. I got a bunch of great videos I, I shot and stuff. But, <laughs> man, you know, we're, we're right in the peak. Man, I love that. <laughs> I'm doing some, I did some killer slow-mos thirsty. Oh, my God. Oh, you know? boy. But it's that, it's that time of the year, you know, when it's, if you're not catching them right now, you need to turn your badge in. <laughs> you know, you're not catching well, trout I turned right mine in the other day. I had a bad day. <laughs> I said, that's it. I'm done. Oh, Worked everybody up. has those days. But in general, the month of May down here well, is that, smoking. That's up here. Down there, I can see, yeah. see what you're saying. Y'all, yeah. y'all having a incredible You're probably year, June. Man. You know, you're probably June is pretty good. I, I know in Gallison. Yeah, I'm thinking here, June about 2027. 20, <laughs> <laughs> no, come on, man. Come on, man. But I got there's a huge there's two or three huge fishing tournaments out here today and uh, they're getting ready to take off here and I got some good friends fishing it Barry and Dusty and Cody. Oh, they're you're in gonna there. fish? No, they're not. I got good friends fishing it. No, oh, and, your uh, friends are. But about I, I know, to take I know, I know okay. so many. You know, I think uh, I, I think Chad's in there and the and the the Carone brothers. A whole bunch of good fishermen in this tournament right now. So it's going to be a big fish. And the <clears throat> the deal is, it's a 23. It's a great bag. You, Catch a 23-inch trout. It has to be alive. Cannot weigh a dead fish. It's the biggest 23-inch fish uh, trout, the biggest 28-inch red or slot red, and then a flounder. So really the flounder is going to be the key because uh, right. the trout is unbelievable. And the redfish are just everywhere. So it's all it's going to be a flounder deal right now. So Yeah, how hard is it going to be to get a trout under 23? It's funny how – so <laughs> i tell you how good it is. So – Thursday, I go out, and um, I got some great guys. I got John and Dave down from Dallas. They're all the way down to Dallas to fish. They fished me last year. They get in the car and drive, you know, six or seven hours. You know they want to go fishing. So sure. We, yeah, I get them down, and they're older gentlemen, old, you know, my age or older. And, and I said, man, this first spot is, is good hard sand, but we're going to wait. I've been catching pigs in there, and we're going to get out to the top floor. We're going to wait this area. And so I take off real early. I'm running with a light. I get down there, <clears throat> make a long run, Mickey, and I pull into the flat there. You know, shut down. It's just really beautiful. It's just dead calm. You can see every every wake in the flat. Right. And 
I stopped way out deep and I dropped the total more down. I'm trolling in. I'm looking. I'm looking at the shoreline, and it looked way different than it has in the last couple of weeks. It's uh, I've been just spanking the big big fish on those big rafts of mullet in there, and when I pull in, I stop and I study the bait to see where the where the fish are. I look at the bait, what they're doing. Well, this bait was just all over the flat, and they were so relaxed, making nothing jumping. I mean, the umbrellas oh. up, drinking pina coladas. I mean, it ain't happy going mullet. <laughs> happy mullet, Bubba. They're in there just, they're in the, they got the long chairs. I think nothing happening there, man. And so, like a dummy, I get out of the boat and walk up there. I says, well, let's just go walk up there. You know, the drop off, maybe they pulled off over here to this big rock over here. So I, I pull over there and I catch one. And we stayed there about 20 minutes. I said, hey, man, it, we, man, everything pulled out of here. Let's get out they're of here. Out of here. No. And it was just so weird because I've been making a living in this for weeks in there, just tons of big fish, you know. I caught that, you know, Tobin, I caught two big studs in there a couple of weeks ago. <clears throat> and uh, so I run, I got a long run down south. I said, hey, man, according to the books, and I can't fish this place. It's a wide open area in the middle of the bay. It's got to be calm. Let's go Let's go hit it. And I pull out to some real deep rocks, Mickey, and I pull in there. And we put that double D on, buddy, and it was Katie part of the door. Oh, my God, Mickey. I don't know how many fish these guys caught. But all I'm doing is working my boga grip and a pair of pliers and snapping on the lips of these big old pigs and pulling up the Man. side and undoing that double D. And it was, I mean, these fish, there was nothing, hardly anything under four pounds, Mickey. They're four to seven. And wow. we cranked that double D. We, we dropped that rod tip down to the water at 45 and cranked that double D about 10 feet and stop it and just sit there and hold your rod and it just knock it out of your hand, buddy. It was fine. And some of them wouldn't hit it until it came about two or three inches to the top. You see it coming up, and you see this huge swirl under it. Boom! Then a big old silver flash, and they smoke it, you know. Then they burp up mm. a little juice and make it a little slick. So, you know, if you don't like that, oh, my God, you know. It was, you don't it have was a Thursday pulse, was man. Just, oh, Thursday was so much fun. And, and so we we're on these big trot, and I never turned around. I'm going from one rock to the next rock to the next rock. And we put 40 fish in, and, you know, by 10 o'clock, we caught 40 big fish on, on, on double Ds. And they'll boil a top water, but they won't eat it. And so this is the first time I turned around. So I fired the boat up and turned around about two miles to go back over these big rocks, same thing. But then about 1130, it was like they turned the switch off. Boom, they're done. They've eaten right. everything in there. You know, then, of course, we go for the flounder and the reds. But uh, I'm going to tell you what, Mickey, it, uh, that was a pretty impressive to see that many quality fish from four to seven pounds, hardly any dinks. I mean, I bet we didn't catch two or three fish under 20 inches. That's crazy. If you were wanting to keep fish, you'd have a hard time. They were too big, but right. that's okay. That's a good problem to have. Yeah, no problem with that. Man. But, uh, I've just been jacked up from that trail still, and I went surfing yesterday, so the surf's finally up, so I got the surfboard out and got all the spider webs off of it and paddled it back <laughs> out again. The water's 75. And got, some, got some fish showing up in the surf. I saw some guys catching some fish off the rocks, you know, so uh, – yeah, it won't be long. You'll be walking along that beach throwing some top water. I can't wait, man. I can't wait. I'm going to go try it today, actually. I've got my other good buddies, uh, Greg and uh, Drag Dog, out there fishing. So they're, What's I think his they're name? Fish drag Dog? Yeah, Drag like Dog. He doesn't, he, doesn't, he doesn't walk the dog. He drags the dog when he drag fishes top water. So we, <laughs> so we call him Drag Dog. And Drag Dog catches big fish. He caught about a 40-inch red, redfish Drag Dog in last week. You know, but he'll throw that top water out and kind of drag it at a weird deal, and he catches fish. He'll he'll blow us all away some days. It's pretty cool. <laughs> That's funny. Him and Greg and Drag Dog are out there today, man. It's good. 
That's good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna have to. How about your old buddy, the the guy that throws the big that big uh, feather jig snook fisherman? He's been under. Oh well, you know I see him all the time. He's just waiting. It's not quite snook season. It's just right around the corner. Water's 75, and he's going on up to mm. 78. You know, 80 degrees, and the snooker will be more plentiful. Um, they're doing so much work on our jetties right now, Mickey, piling all these rocks and throwing rocks. So it's really the noise factor may be a problem this year with the snook because they're dumping all these rocks on our jetties. So right. we'll see how all that works out, you know. But, uh, yeah, he is something else. Uh, the jacks are showing up. The you know I see the big schools of skipjack showing up in the surf, so everything's just right behind that. Yeah, Michael uh, Sharky was telling me earlier they're starting to catch a few ladyfish, the jetties. Yeah, we're starting to see them here, you know, and the jacks and stuff are showing up. But uh, man, it's a uh, hey, and also uh, we're having about fifteen to twenty barges a day in our intercoastal, and they've knocked down most of the piling. So, man, you guys really? coming down here running the intercoastal? All these ponds are knocked down. They're just big old posts sticking up with nothing on them, about three or four inches out of the water, and a lot of people are hitting them, knocking their holes in their boat, knocking people out. So we've had a lot of boat incidents this week. So if you're coming down here, running your coastal, man, wait till light or shine your spotlight in front of the boat, guys, because there's a lot of stuff in the water. I worry about you guys coming down here and running at night. Man, I think you're better off to cut a track down the King Ranch shoreline than running your coastal, I swear. I think you're better off just to run a track somewhere up in the flats, you know, in the middle of flats where it's too deep for anybody to wade and try, instead of running down that ditch in the morning with all those pilings down. I mean, almost all of them are down. There's stretches where it's just five or six miles. There's no buoys at all. And the ones that are there, the posts are knocked down, just maybe two or three inches sticking up. And it's been that like that good, for a long man. time. Yeah, they used to tough. fix it, Mickey. They used to fix that stuff, you know. But, uh, that kind of worries me. Well. That's, you know, and the Coast Guard's the one that does that, right? I'm not sure how all that works. They used to be out there all the time picking up those buoys, and I don't know if they've got so much barge traffic all up and down, probably what it is. They got so much of this going on from Galveston to South Pottery. They're probably doing it. They're just not enough people maybe, you know, because we used to have one barge a day. Now we're up to 15 to 20, and so uh, that's a big difference. That's a lot of people. And these barges are big, and they're trying to pass each other, and they're pulling over, and, of course, they're hitting these, these big posts and knocking them down. Well, um, yeah, they you can pull all that wind down there. They get windbound, and they can't help yeah. it. They can't control it. That's it pushes it. those barges yeah. over against them. That's, that's it. And it's making good fish holes along the edges, but also, you know, I sure <laughs> worry about these. Just think about these poor people, you know, sitting in a boat in the middle of, in the morning early to hit one of those things and knocking knocking your people out the boat or something. Man, that's just yeah, – they're at least come scary. put an orange flare. I mean – an orange tape or something on them. I mean, a cone or something. And if they can't pick them up, at least put some kind of marker on them, you know? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, because they got to get a bigger I'm... boat down there with, you know, a winch and a crane and everything on it, like a yes, boot tender stuff, and, and pull those up. Or and least, they used to do that. You know, they pull they them back up and all the time. them. Yeah. I hadn't seen it in years, or at least a couple of years. Don't know. They may just be too busy all up and down the coast, but I always I tell be. people about that down here. You know, be careful. You know, you can run the Bird Island side. Once you get past, you know, down about four or five miles, you can cut in and run that east side, and you're all clear. There's no rocks on that Bird Island side. You can run you a track on that side. You don't have to run all those those bad buoys in your coastal and cut into bath. And, and it's pretty easy to do. You can see it's pretty easy on your GPS to run. So, mm-hmm. you know, and I tell people, too, if uh, you come down here in your boat and you want me to run your boat and run you a track or something, I'll do that for people. You know, I'd rather 
I'll get in their boat, step in and step off, and run you a safe track down there. Sure. Yeah. Well, that's helpful. Save yeah, save somebody a lot of heartache. You bet, man. You bet. You know. It gives my boat a little break too. You know, I step in and sure. step off, and I don't have to. I don't have to wash the boat. It's kind of nice, you know. I just go home. Heck yeah. Hey, hang right, on. Let me knock this break out, Cliff. I'll be right back to you, buddy. All right, Mickey. All right. Well, Boyd's One Stop. They're the home of the supercharged, super slimy powerhouse croakers located right at the base of the Texas City Dyke, 227 Dyke Road. If you're looking for quality live bait for your next fishing trip, look no farther than Boyd's. From their tanks to your live well, that bait's as good as it can possibly be. And there's no better way to live your bait than with their oxygen response system check them out firsthand at the store or call jason cogburn for more info at 281-701-8107 right now we're in the height of crawfish season and uh if you want them already cooked you can check out their cajun grill right there next to boyd's and buy them already pre-cooked they have an excellent recipe and uh, great size and check out their santa fe location too there by the high school and if you're looking for Wild-caught Gus Shrimp, they've always got them. Great variety, great prices, and great availability. Check them out at boydsonestop.com. Call them at 409-945-4001. When you go by and see the good folks at Boyd's, please tell them Captain Mickey sent you. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right. 619 here in the Bayou City. All right, Cliff, we are back, bud. All right, man. What's your weather? Is it nice and calm in Galveston? Here yeah, it's, it's about 10 to 12. Yeah. It's picking it's, up it's a little bit. We had... We had a few storms come through. They didn't get to the coast, but the upper bay up my way, you know, we got some rain and, you know, it moved over to east, you know, towards Sabine Pass. But it, uh, it was down pretty good. It kind of ended yeah. up calm right behind those storms, but it's picking up a little yeah. bit. It's not bad. 
That's what we got here. And it was so funny because Thursday the wind was just from two miles to seven miles all day long. It was just the most perfect day on Thursday. You couldn't ask for a, a better trout fishing day. And I was going to tell you this one thing that happened on Thursday was so cool. Was uh, So on my phone on slow-mo, you usually can't hear the sound in slow-mo. It's a real, you know, slow-mo sound, you know, uh-huh. especially when you're weight fishing on these big fish. So I got John and Dave in there, and, and they got a double hookup. They got two big old pigs on. And so we're in the boat, and so I kind of kneeled down on the on the rail of the boat, and I, and I pushed the phone on on slow mo, and I put it right next to those fish's face. And we're not trying to net, and we're not trying to bogey. We don't care if they get off; we just want to see them rock, you know. Right. And so two of them, two of them are next to the boat, and you can hear the sound, Mickey. You never heard so much slurping, and oh, it's just like. <laughs> Hey, don't you love it when they flare those oh, gills and that sucking God. when they suck that water through there and, and shaking their all head? That popping, popping noise. Good stuff, and, man. You see them squirting that water out three or four feet from their bottom lip. And yeah. I, I sent I sent it to my buddy because hey man, don't send me no more of that trout porn. I can't take it. He said, trout I can't porn. take it. He said, I can't take it, man. I can't take it. But it was so cool to hear those things when I, I watched that slow morning. And I sent it to John and Dave. I sent it to him. I said, Man, listen to this. And those two boats, are, those those trout are <laughs> sucking, trying to get that double B out of their mouth, you know, rocking, and, and their head would hit the side of the boat, boom, you know, and it was just, oh, it's so cool. And, of course, I just snapped the boga grip on them. I never pull them out of the water, snap the boga on them, and just take the pair of pliers, my Danco's, and pop those hooks out of their face, you know, and just let them swim off. So I don't knock the slime off them or nothing, Mickey. Do and I'm getting all the Danco, fun out of them. baby. I love yeah, my Danco Do it, Danco, pliers. baby. I do too, man. They're bad at the boat. And I, I, as clumsy as bad as my hands are, I love that little strap on the Danco because you can hook it to you. That way, when you're hanging over the side, you're not going to drop your pliers in the water. Yeah, wrap it around your wrist. That's exactly what I'm doing. And uh, I used like mine quite a bit the other day with uh, the old gaff top flip. Man, grab the, hook and <laughs> the old get gaff top roll and get them old gaff top off. Boy, I hate yeah. those things. I don't Man, know I don't have them. They're a fish, yeah. but I hate them. Yeah. I caught I caught one this year, and uh, uh, I guess it's about a month ago. Y'all don't the get shock. them down there like we get them. No. Man, I know Rockport gets a lot of them. Yeah. I know. I've, we don't I've see them, them, Mickey. But uh, I guess maybe way, one or, maybe that water's yeah. too salty for them down your way. I don't something. know something, but we just never see them. I've you know once. Every two or three years, somebody will catch one. But other than that, not much. See, they you know another thing man, we don't have flock to this uh, fresh water up here. I mean, those gaff top got here so fast this year. They were way up in the marsh. Everybody was catching them while they were catfishing. Uh huh. That's nuts. They <laughs> just adapt to that fresh water. They don't care, man. Another thing is so we're the like a stingray we have compared to everyone else. You know, I went to. When I went to fish with Brian Barrera down in, in South Park, I could not believe the stingray. When I go to Galveston, I can't believe. When I go to Rockport, it, it, right about Shamrock Cove, Corpus Christi Bay, there's a lot of stingray. Once you get past Corpus Christi Bay and come in Laguna Madre, I don't know if it's a salinity level or if it's a bottom thing, but you just don't see near as many as you do anywhere else. I mean, we've right. got them, but uh, <clears throat> I, I don't wear guards, which I'm probably stupid, but I never wear guards. Well, Mansfield's got them pretty good. They do. Yes, they do. Man, you know, in Rockport, just, just east of you over there, just up the coast from you, man, they, San Antonio Bay, they, it gets nasty. Now, man, me and Blaine were in a tournament one year, and we, we got on some big fish in the East Flats uh, out of Rockport fishing that tournament, and uh, I was wading those, uh, you know, those moguls in there. And you'll be like in knee-deep water, and you'll slide off of one, and it'll go almost chest-deep oh. in there. 
And you slide down good. the bottom of that hole, and a big old car oh, hood size rail come rolling oh, out no. of there, and you're just – I mean, and you can't <laughs> help it. You can't keep from sliding off in that hole when you're wading through there. Just keep your feet on the ground. What you do, just keep them down oh. low. You don't step in it. You just kind of keep them sliding off yeah. the Yeah, and I just slide and oh. slide down in there, and here'd come a big old ray out of that hole, and I'm going, <laughs> I can't believe I'm in here doing this. If he stuck it in me, he'd drag me out through the Port Aransas. Yes, sir. Yes. Oh, man, i tell you what. And I'm Big seeing them catching fish. them off the rocks now. They're catching stingrays. And we saw we, – I had a kid get hit to, uh, yesterday in the surf. Oh, the kid boy. ran out in the surf and got popped. And he comes to the car, and the first thing the parents do, put a big old bag of ice on it. Nope. Said, no, Wrong no, number. No. Makes uh, it worse. So I said, there's a lifeguard right over there. I said, get him, uh, go over there. The lifeguard, he's got those hot packs and stuff. I said, get over there right. and get your feet on that thing. But uh, it's early for us to see them in the surf, Mickey, but they're showing up. Um, that's my biggest danger is I'm running around that surf barefooted. And I don't really get in the surf much. I, I mostly cast in the bank. But every once in a while, you would be fighting a fish. You think you got to get out there, you know. So right. you really got to watch our surf. So we're getting a few here. Or so. In the bay, you know, inside, are y'all waiting wet now? Yes, finally. That was the first day. Uh, I bet Thursday. you're enjoying that. Get out of them rubber pants. Oh, my pants. God. I'm so glad to get <laughs> those damn waders, man. Golly, it's nice. It just, is. You know what it is at my age? It's just putting them on and off every day. It's like an extra work. You know, it's like. I mean, it's just, I'm, by the time I get everything on, I'm exhausted. <laughs> I go over the side of the boat. I go, man, I hope I can make it down this flat here. What the heck? Uh, that's not good. And then after you <laughs> wait all day and you get in and you go to take them off going, I need a little help over here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, can you pull that boot off for me? <laughs> that's it, buddy. That's it. Yeah, but it's oh, all good boy. now. We're wet way. And it's good stuff coming up here, Mickey. We got to, you know, this is our. This is one of our best times right now. For the next couple of months, it's just man, you got the weather down, and got the good water. We do have a lot of boats now. We do have, I mean, somebody opened well, the gate. Well, it's fishing season. It's May, yeah, man. It is, buddy. It, they're it's coming busy, out of the woodwork. Man. Blaine, I tried to get him on the show this morning. I was gonna uh, get him between Sharky and you, and he was so piled up at the ramp at Thompson's this morning. Yeah, you'd think there was a trout run going on or something. There's so mm-hmm. many boats. And he said it was just <laughs> terrible. He couldn't talk. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, that's good. Yeah, I, I listen to Blaine sometimes. He's he's really good, man. I I heard him on the Doug Pike show a while about talking about deer and how his deer are thirty, you know, thirty inch, uh, one thirty to one fifty class, and that's what you have in South Texas. Of course, they kill some bigger ones, but he's so he's still right. You know, he says he's so honest. He says that's what we sell. We sell a a one thirty to a one fifty class hunt. We tell people that's what you're buying. And yeah, just, and and for the most part, most people are happy with a one ten to oh one twenty. You know, it's the Heck biggest yeah. they ever killed. Yeah, but his honesty. Plus they just is really see somewhere great. so many more animals there, but you know this yeah. high fence thing and all this CWD stuff yeah. and everything. That's just I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm just not that uh, up on it. Don't know that much about it. But Blaine's, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, Blaine's anti-high fence. He always has been. He's he's a he's got enough land. He doesn't need a high fence. My God, he's got miles and miles. Well, that's right. <laughs> he's got a man. <laughs> man. But it it means a lot for somebody that uh, you know they're down there hunting and they're they're hunting in that one thirty one forty class range, looking for deer like that. And then a buck deer walks out and they shoot it, and then boy, it means so much more. You know, oh God, yeah. Range like that. Well, that's that's why it's a buck deer. That's it. That's it goes it. in the book. That's it, buddy. It's uh, and it's kind of hard to get your eyes adjusted, you know. So I, I hunt some unbelievable places, but very down in Laredo, I see these monster giant two hundred, two hundred fifty class. But then I go back to reality, back you. to my, go back to reality, 
to my lease, and I don't want to shoot none of those deer. I'm going, man, I don't know what's going on here, but I don't see anything I like, but it's good. But you just got to go back to reality. But it's all really, in my it's all about watching the animals, just sitting in the blind watching. It is. That's, that's the point I'm at, and then, and I'll wait for a scrubber. Well, if I mean, if a good one walks out, I'm going to smoke him, but yeah. for the most part, I mean, you just, you're basically uh, watching everything, and then, you know, a good old mature cull comes out. He's got old scrub horns, and he's seven or eight years old. Lay him mm-hmm. down. He'll make, Belleville can make that old deer taste Heck really Yeah, good. man. I'm kind of the cull <laughs> man. I'm kind of the cull man on our lease. I don't shoot the trophies. I'm the cull man, but that's all good, man. I mean, that's, that's what I was doing the day I shot that giant six point. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. me and Terry are sitting there going, we couldn't even believe that thing walked out. All the bucks are on <laughs> all the other senders, and, you know, they're still in bachelor packs. It was still, I think it's around early December. And mm-hmm. then all the does are down the other sender, and we're watching. I looked down there in those does, and I saw a deer walk out in the middle of them. I said, man, that's got to be a buck. Look how big his body is. And we put the glasses on there and saw that, those main beams. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I said, that one's going down. <laughs> Good stuff, oh, man. I thumped him. Yeah, I love it. I love it. That's why yeah, you we're... hunt, man. You just never That's know. It, man. You never know. It's setting up blind so much fun. And I still, even though it's trout season, I'm still thinking about deer because uh, mm-hmm. Fred's, Fred's always going out to our ranch and putting roasted soybeans and stuff in our feeders. He's, we call him Feeder Fred because he's always feeding those animals. Feeder I mean, Fred. Feeder Fred. We got the fattest deer on the country because Fred, uh, Fred feeds them 12 months a year over there. It's incredible. That's what Blaine, that's what Blaine does, and that, that, that's how he got his nickname, Corn Julio. Yeah, I know it. <laughs> man, he loves hitting that button on that feeder, man. <laughs> yeah, that's what I heard. That's good stuff. Man. I may go it's down to bird hunt with him this year. I'm going to. Try to you set need up to a dove over there question. and spend spend yeah. a week with us or whatever days yeah. you can get loose to do it. You'll have a blast, man. Never I gotta a dull get some moment. Done. No, I'm doing, man. I'm Be doing. right up your alley, buddy. I'm ready. I'm ready to do something. Get out of town a little bit. You know we catch so many big trout. <laughs> That's just wrong. <laughs> you can't leave in big fish, man. Oh, I know it's hard. Get them while they're hot, baby. Yes, he is. I, as many as I catch, I'm just so excited about catching the next day, too. I know I'm going to catch them. It's this time of year, I'm pretty sure I'm going to catch them almost every day. I mean, there's days that they don't bite, but this time of year, I'm probably going to get on the big fish almost every day. I mean, isn't that awesome to, you know, you, I, re, I remember, you know, not that long ago, you, you can't even sleep at night. You're dead tired. You caught them all day. You had such a good day. You can't sleep at night because you know. When you throw your boat in the next morning, you're going to go to them and do it again. I mean, yeah. that just uh, no rest for the weary. Yeah, it's all right though. It's a good tired. It's a good tired. It's good. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Can't beat it, man. I know it, well, man. Enjoy I'm... it while you got it. I mean, it's. Uh... I am. That's the deal, though. You know, one of these days, just like all these, you know, shoulders and <laughs> wrists and and knees, all these injuries hurt, but. Man, if I stop, it's really going to hurt. So I just got to keep throwing. No pain, no gain. No keep gain, moving. buddy. It's good. That's man. it. It's good. Well, hey, man, if somebody wants to come down and hook up with you, Cliff, how they get a hold of you, brother? All right, Mickey. I'm at area code 361-949-0707. Appreciate you having me on, Mickey. Thanks, hey, man. Hey, send me one of them slow-mo videos so I can I'll see you're really good when it'll, I, it'll I kill you. I'll send you a good one. Deer right, porn and trout call. porn are my favorite. I'll send you some, brother. <laughs> All right, thanks, All right, Mickey. brother. Cliff, thank you, and you have a good weekend. See you, man. All right. All right, that's Captain Cliff Webb down in Corpus Christi. 
And I need to take a moment to tell everybody about the Belleville Meat Market. If you've never been there, you owe it to yourself. If you're ever out that way, stop in and check it out firsthand. Their processing facility and meat market are right next door to one another. And this week, they're double featuring their green onion, pecan smoked sausage, and their three cheeses, pecan smoked sausage. That's a wild game favorite, and it's now available in the store. Try it before you buy it. Free samples are always available and on special. They have their center-cut pork chops, $2.99 a pound, and they're now serving homemade hot dogs and pulled pork in their barbecue. And fresh ground beef daily, $3.59 a pound. When you buy it in bulk, 10 pounds or more, fresh fryers, a buck ninety-nine a pound. And their wild game processing, they're still making their Vinny dogs and hog dogs, homemade hot dogs using your own venison or wild pigs. Bring something home from your hunt. The entire family can enjoy all year long. The Belleville Meat Market is celebrating 41 years serving the greater Houston community. That's the Belleville Meat Market, where meat is our middle name. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on this Saturday morning. Hope everybody catches some nice fish today. All right, it's 636 here in the Bayou City. Let's run up to Lake Livingston, the Pinwall Campground and Marina, and check in with our good friend Harry Detan. Harry, good morning. How are you, bud? Hey, hey good morning, Mickey. How are you all this morning? Couldn't be better, my friend. I'll tell you what. You know, after a after a rough night, looks like we're going to have a, a nice day today. I'm not sure, but uh, you know, it it thundered and lightning uh, most of the night. Seemed like uh, right. Uh-huh. We we got a little bit of rain out of it, not a whole lot, and all maybe under a half an inch, I think. And uh, but this morning, you know, the lake's flat. We've got boats going out. Uh, uh, you know, it's uh, looks like we may have a good day, and uh, at least I hope we do. I mean. But, uh, you know, everybody's still chasing those catfish around that, Chunder. Yeah, so it's catfish still, time, buddy. Yeah, it's catfish time, I guarantee you. They're doing good up on these bulkheads and stuff. They really are. Uh, whites are starting to come back into the lake. I'm, I'm seeing uh, a few more whites caught every day. Uh, uh, and they'll they'll just get better as, uh, as uh, <clears throat> you know, here this next week. So they ought to be, they ought to be going wide open. So, uh Things are looking pretty good. You know, We they're letting out, uh, I don't know, uh, I think the release is around 12,500 down at the dam. Yeah, it's come and down a little. They headed up yeah. to, what, 20-something? They did, and, uh, and you know, I guarantee you, you know, that that was one of the, that's not a big release for Livingston, but that's one of the larger releases that we've had in really quite a while. And you you could, wouldn't imagine the stuff it washed down in the lake. I mean, logs, hogs, and everything else. I mean, I mean you know. I yeah, mean, I think we had one, what, about a month ago or something. is around 29000 
and, uh-huh. uh, but it uh-huh. didn't last long. It came down pretty quick, but it's just enough quick. to keep messing up a lot of my stuff in the top end of my bay that I like to fish. Right. But yeah, it's, a, it's it doable. Works. It's at least it's it isn't a major flood. You know, yeah, we've seen no, some bad yeah. ones. You know, I, I guarantee you. I mean, you know, I mean, you know, uh, twenty twenty five thousand are, are coming out of Livingston. I mean, that's that's just a drop in the bucket to what we used to get. I mean, I think we we used to a lot of times it seemed like we had a normal release of thirty thousand plus, you know, for a long time. And, right. And uh, now we're going back the other direction, but uh, everything will be all right. And all uh, everything's really doing pretty good up here on Livingston. I was telling somebody they asking how the the year had gone compared to others, and I said, well, you know, this this April was probably one of the maybe the worst Aprils we've ever had is because it seemed like on the on the weekend is always a blowout if we had rain right. storms or, or something just just weather conditions you know but uh, you know like today uh, I think they're forecasting rain all day long you know about thirty percent and something like that but hopefully it'll slide on by right now I mean it's it's nice and flat out yonder and, and uh, it's a nice cool morning and. Uh, we got we got a lot of boats going out, so that's that's going to be all right. So it's going to be a, a pretty nice day. Uh, but uh, you know, we st- still uh, you know here coming out of Pinwall, I still we these crappie we didn't we didn't do much on the crappie this year at all. We sure didn't. It, it, I would have thought it'd been better, but uh, but uh, it wasn't. But you know, uh, after. After a whole lot of years, you know, every year is different. So, you know, it'll it'll be hopefully it'll be better next year. But uh, yeah, it's just one of those off years. I just didn't hear a lot of you know good uh, crappie stuff out of Livingston uh, this you know, year. They caught a lot of crappie upriver. You know, a riverside uh, up right. in the Peter Creeks and stuff. They did. They caught, they. I saw some nice crappie come out of those areas. They sure did. But. Uh, down here on the lake, you know, at least in my area, I, I didn't see that many. But, yeah, usually but, you uh, hear a lot out of Kickapoo, you know. You do, and all, but Kickapoo gets fished pretty heavy. Uh, it does. It's been all. getting hit hard for years, buddy. <laughs> you know, I tell you what, you know, a few years ago, Mickey, you know, the lake went down. Uh, I think we went four foot lower, maybe a little bit lower. And, uh, you know, Kickapoo Creek. He grew up in sandy beans, and all kinds of stuff just come up right. out of the mud, you know. And and uh, and then the next, the then it filled the lake filled back up, and you know that uh, next year, boy, we, those fish had one heck of a spawn up there. I mean, right. we caught we caught a lot of crappie for the next two or three years, and it is all based on. On that to low water and 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 just well yeah you got all that good growth and and habitat uh-huh. and cover for those fish you know it, it were I mean you know I mean you couldn't even get a you know during the spawning season you couldn't even get a boat in there to them you know and and uh, right uh, they got they got a, a gangbuster spawn off and and uh, it was it was just like a, a a restocking program I guarantee you but but uh, you know I talked to uh, uh, parking while out there a time or two and, and it was mentioned you know and I, I you know you never know what they do you know but they can they could they said that they wasn't going to do any give Livingston really any help as far as stock
rock and you know and they say they'll tell you that there's enough fish in in the lake to do it but i really there isn't i mean it's a big lake and you know there is a lot of fish in, in the that's the second largest south. lake in texas yeah but uh you know uh we'd talk about it you know and i uh, i mentioned to him you know well you know they could control it with the uh, limits and stuff like that and they w- and they could you know i mean they uh you know they could put black bass on a slot you know and and uh they could uh, basically like on the crappie you could uh cut the limit in half there. well like so they do here on in the salt water you know they could have a limit reduction for two or three years and then raise yep. it back up once the populations prevail that, that's exactly right and it'd make a lot of difference sure it would and, no, uh, and then you know it, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be really good for maybe my business for a year, but you know every now and then, like in the winter, and it help everybody on their bulkheads and stuff. They dropped this lake about oh towards the last of August or August, drop it four foot and let it go four foot low in into the uh, spawning season uh, next year. Uh, and then just bring it up, and there'd be a lot of brush and stuff grow up, and it, it gives a oh, lot yeah. of cover fish to, to uh, uh, spawn in. So I don't know, but uh, well, it's hard it's, to raise fish without habitat. I mean, that's it uh, sure is. we're yeah. we're witnessing that just in our bay system here with the loss of all of our uh, oyster reef habitat. I mean, yeah. that that's the thriving thing for Galveston Bay. Right. Yeah, and, it uh, is. With the, with the drought years we had, you know, from yeah. 2011 to 2015, then the flood yeah. starting in 2015 and on through uh-huh. to the uh-huh. Harvey event, it just yep. uh, it changed a lot of things, and it killed a lot of habitat, <laughs> and it's just going to take time to get it back. It takes it take a, a lot of time, you know. It does. But you don't know, like these catfish. See, you get our bad. age, time starts running out. You don't have all that time. You want you want immediate <laughs> satisfaction. It just doesn't work hey, like that. You don't you don't you don't want to put it off to tomorrow because tomorrow may be too late. Tomorrow may not come. You know, you do, you <laughs> got to patience or something. Old people don't have. They they won't. <laughs> no, they don't. Uh, they really don't. You know, my grandmother was like that, and seemed like. I'm getting more of that away every day, you know. I mean, just a little short on patience. But, uh, you know, here as far as the lake, you know, the, the catfish and the white bass, you know, they really don't. All they need is structure, and, and we got tons of shed in yeah. this lake. And they can well, that's the key, you know. Well. Shed and a uh, little bit of structure goes a long way with white bass oh, and catfish. Yeah. I mean, that's some reproducing fish right there. They grow fast, and they reproduce fast. Oh, at one time, you know, Livingston probably the premier white bass lake, lake of the state. You know, I mean, oh yeah, really uh, and you know, and and even the white bass, they need they need a little attention. You know, I mean, uh, they need a little relief uh, before they can come back up. I mean, the fish are there, the the, the shad are there, everything, but they just they need a little bit of. Uh, pampering around a little bit of help to, what do you think uh, the best uh all the years you've been up there what was the, probably the best years for a lot of big white bass i remember y'all used to have some toads in there uh, oh yeah well I, I can tell you uh you know i think it was in 1992 mm-hmm. uh they went back up to uh uh they went back up to a uh, 12 inch white bass right and uh and you know, and they had had it down on a uh, 
uh, 10 inch or something like that. I forgot, but they had it down. But anyway, they raised the, the length limit up, and you know, it took about I don't know two years, and about the third year, Nikki, I guarantee you, uh, fishing was a lot different there. I mean, I could I could get in my boat and head towards Indian Hills Point, and when I rounded. Uh, Indian Hills, I could look towards Walker Lake out yonder, and those skies would just be as beautiful blue as you can see. And all you'd see is a great big white tornado, those great big birds, you know. Mm-hmm. And and uh, fishing was good, you know. I mean, we used to uh, uh, in those days, you know, uh, we didn't we didn't measure no fish, you know. Uh, and we didn't squeeze no tails together or nothing, you know, unless you could hold that fish up and say, that's a nice white bass, you just threw it back in the lake. Right. But, uh, uh, like the ice, uh, I carried two ice boxes on my, uh, on my boat, and, and, and they was just standard size ice box, but I could put a, a bag of ice, and, and I could put 30 or maybe 35 fish in there, and I could barely close the door. Right yeah. now, you can put 70 fish in one and still have room for 20, 20 more, you know. It's, right. not, it's not good. It's just the fact that that, that uh, everything, uh, it just needs a little time to recycle. I'll tell you one thing, you know, uh, then compared to today, uh, I, pro- uh, I think there's probably less fishing pressure on the whites today than what they were then, I mean. Used to could go down lake and and uh, and you'd see uh, just circles of boats out yonder and, and they'd just be big old circles and everybody be uh, throwing them baits in towards the circle you know and fishing, but I don't I don't see that like I used to you know you see boats on the lake but but uh, everybody's trolling you know and and really and you know they. They troll the same spots day in, day out, you know. And, and uh, if you think about it, you know, fish do move, you know. They, they sure do. But uh, but anyway, uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, Livingston has produced a lot of fish over a, a lot of years. Now, last year, we had a, uh, on the whites, we saw some ni- nice white bass last year. This year... It's you know it could be a whole different story. We should see some nice white bass this year. I don't right. know how the you know we had some pretty good rains. Uh, you might say during during the spawn, and I don't know if if fish got washed out or if it hurt them, hurt the spawn or what. But if it didn't hurt them, we should see some nice fish. And every, you know, and I'm, we're starting to see a few. Uh, uh, of uh, floaters in the lake this time of the year, which is nothing unusual. Some years we see a lot. Mm-hmm. I've seen a few this year, but you know they'll tell you that you know there are the floaters. Uh, you know they're not just dying; it, it's uh, stress of spawn. They, they, you know, they those fish they go up river and they spawn like crazy, and and they annihilate the whole whole food chain going up, and then when they turn around and spawn out and they're coming back down here they're about half starved to death and they get they get stressed and, and some of them will just just die but uh, uh i think everything i think everything would be pretty good you know some people are talking you know like the whites are coming in the to the lake a little bit late this year and 
and really they are, and it, and I think it's more weather conditions than anything. But you know, I I saw one year, you know, you couldn't even catch a white bass till the, uh, about the first of June, and yeah. then also these patterns on these whites have changed. Used to June would be your kickoff and start, but now we've kind of gone back to maybe to touch into the end of March and first of April, but. But used to it wasn't that way. The pattern is a different pattern, so everything you know it just kind of changes. Right. Like you know, when I was fishing a lot, you know, I mean, you know, I, you might say I'd start underneath the the big bridge, and I'm and time the season is over, just following the fish up and down the lake. You know, I might wind up somewhere in the Pine Island area. Mm-hmm. But uh, but there's a between the bridge and and Pine Island or or the hump down yonder. Probably about as far as you can fish. Uh, there's a there's a lots uh, lots of uh, lots of area to fish. I mean, you know, and, and uh, but you look down through the lake. You know, predominantly uh, people are going to fish. Uh, they're going to fish 190 road bed. Uh, they're going to uh, fish on the lump. They're going to fish uh, the hump down there. But the probably the hump not so much. I don't know. They don't drift in. They're going to fish around Pine Island, but you know, my gosh, there's a there's a forty thousand more acres of, of good fishing, and, and those areas are not the only areas where where you find good white bass. I mean, you can get on that river channel, coming off out from underneath the dam, especially when the fish come in, and and you just follow the, the river channel and fish down through there. There's some awesome, awesome. Uh, uh, structure and stuff for white bass. I mean, you know, I mean, there, there sure is. It is really nice. I was talking to one of the my friends there. This was three or four years ago, and he, and he's a uh, predominantly a black bass fisherman. I asked him, I said, "Do you ever fish up and down, uh, up and down that uh, uh, river channel for black bass?" And he said, he said, "No, he he never tried it, you know." And and uh, Anyway, there's probably about two or three days later I was fishing. I was fishing on the river channel. You know, I was so going in and caught and picking white slabs at you. And then, boy, I had a good thump, you know, and I had a five-pound black bass. But that was the only <laughs> black bass I've ever caught off the river channel. And, and I don't know if that was just somebody showing me that they could be there or what, you know. Right. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, it's not, but you know, we used to, that river channel, that's awesome fishing down through there. I know I had one one customer on the boat one day and and uh you know he had a he had an all-star rod and a zebco 33 on the back of it you know and <laughs> and we come over a little old hump and, and he hooked on the uh, a big old, a big old catfish and, and uh i just tried to keep up with it, the trolling motor but you, the line on on that it, it just broke and and uh so i said all right so I, mean, I made about I don't know three or four more casts, you know, and bang, I got another big thump, and it was that fish, you know, and that was a 33 pound, uh, 33 pound blue, you know. I mean, <laughs> uh, you can get in some big, big stuff. Those blues, they'll take that bait if you get it in front of them. In sure hungry. they will. They sure will. But you ever seen one sleeping, Mickey? No. You never seen one? I, I call it sleeping. I don't know exactly what to what they're doing but you know you can be coming down the lake in the boat and you look out in front of them you'll see something in the water and i've nearly drove driven up on those fish close enough where if i could stretch my arms out i could touch them 
but they'll just be floating on top of the water, and and then you make a, a little noise, or they'll flip, and I mean, they're underwater real quick, and I, I don't know if they come to the surface and sleep on top of the surface every now and then. I don't I don't know what why they're doing that, but uh, they sure do. It's, uh, you see Gar do that a lot, you know? Uh-huh. They'll lay they up do. like that real dormant, like they're sleeping and sunning at the same time. Uh-huh. They'll do it. I had one, uh, one friend of mine, you know, he used to fish for them garden. That was a long time ago, but he had a he had a bunch of uh, cane poles. He'd paint them fluorescent orange and put piano, piano wire on them, and he'd throw them out just like a bunch of noodles, like right over that river channel. Those mm-hmm. guards kind of like that river channel area pretty good. Yeah, but they do. He, he caught some he caught some big old gar like yep. that. But, uh, All right, Harry. Well, hey, buddy, I got to run. If somebody wants to call you up there at Pinwall, give them a number, man. Uh, number up here at Pinwall is uh, 936-967-4752. Mickey, All have right, a good buddy. day. We're going to do right. it, man. Have a good weekend, Harry. See you, bud. I will. Bye-bye. All right. Later. All right, that's Harry D. Tan up at Pinwall Campground and Marina. Unfortunately, that's all the time we have for today's show, but we'll be back in the morning, bright and early, 4 a.m., right here at Sports Radio 610 KILT Houston. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.